And hello and welcome to our podcast. This is your hostess, Nicole DeVincentis, a.k.a. Figachick 911 Coming to you, talking today about a strategy that's going to help you move to your next station. Here's your coaching cue. Position yourself to win. What does that mean? What does it look like? You can apply this to any area of your life, whether we're talking health and fitness, whether we're talking your finances, whether we're talking household operations, enterprise, whatever. This is going to unequivocally, like transform is an understatement, like miraculously transform how you live your life. But it starts out with a mindset and with an idea. Like it's a decision and where this it's rooted, it's actually rooted in how most people live their life. And that's what I call survival mode. And this could be survival mode. Like you don't have any money and you've come up through poverty and you're literally just trying to, to keep food on the table or keep the lights on. Or this could be you're so busy with where you're taking your kids and how your how your you know your schedule is booked and overbooked that you just like if I can just get through today oh my god and then you can crash into bed at the end of the night and you wonder why you're so tired and you wonder why at the end of a year you've not made any progress and you have to trace it back to the root like where do you choose to operate are you choosing to operate in survival mode or are you looking to advance yourself and actually be more so in thrival mode that's a big question so let me ask you where are you operating right now Okay, well, some of the time I'm in survival mode, some of the time I'm in thrival mode. (laughs) All right, this is what's going to help you. The more you can make things a part of who you actually are, like it's in your mind, it's a mindset, which becomes, you know, it's translated out in your behaviors. It, It becomes a habit, but it becomes your identity. That's, that's the switch. Okay, but it's no different, like, if you view everything, you know, it's, this is so funny, I just got to tell you, I've always viewed things like a game, like a chessboard, and I was talking with one of my clients this past week who used the same exact analogy, and it's so awesome because that's literally what it is. When you are making moves, picture it like a chessboard, like, you're taking the pawn or the queen or the rook or the king and you are moving from one space to another that's how it is it's strategic and that's the same exact thing that you're doing inside of your head you're strategically moving yourself your operations your identity from survival mode into thrival mode and that's a big 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 difference so here's what it looks like Now, everybody who comes and coaches with us, I think one of the biggest differences between how we coach and other places coach is that we strive to work with how your brain is designed. Your brain is designed to be told what to do. 
it actually is is designed to flow forward towards the towards the positive rather than being told what not to do if that makes sense so here's here's an example and, and I'll show you how it works real quick and then I'll, I'll explain that so here's our example this is the same one that we use all the time and so the example is this don't think of a red fire truck don't do it whatever you do don't think <laughs> as I'm passing a fire truck on the street here this is funny don't think of a red fire truck and of course you're thinking of it but now you're also thinking like okay wait wait get out of the brain just think of something else like dead puppies dead puppies dead puppies <laughs> right and that's how your brain goes why because your brain is designed in a very particular way so when you're looking to make changes in your life more times than not you're going to have bigger more permanent lifestyle changes more mindset identity changes when you're setting targets for yourself and telling yourself what to do rather than operating from a space of what not to do okay here's another example you're going to start eating healthy all right and in order to do so you maybe right now you you know you love donuts and you love your fufu coffees and and you love pizza and you love beer and when you're thinking about eating healthily all of a sudden your brain is thinking about all the things that you have to give up and now it's you and you know your plate of whatever it is chicken broccoli green beans or you know fresh fruit you know something that's that's really good and nourishing for you and all of a sudden now because you're telling your brain don't have it don't think about the pizza don't think about the beer don't think about the donuts all of a sudden you want it more why because you're working out of how your brain is actually designed to function now are there times when you have to be told what not to do of course but what I'm talking about here is moving yourself from behind the eight ball to in front moving yourself from let me just get from point A to point A or point B rather in my daytime without rustling any feathers and and this is these are just this is everything that I just have to do for today there's going to be days when you're in action and you have tasks to do all right they're your errand days your honeydew list whatever but when you're looking to move stations in your life and you're looking to have success and not just moderate success like we embrace champion like champions come into their space to dominate champions and dominate is not bad champ or dom, dominate rather it just it simply means to win by a landslide like you're not there to compete you are there to win the whole flipping thing like to be the best that's an identity and here's why when you set high goals for yourself even if you don't hit it your end point like where you kind of land like you still land in a very high sphere and when you go at it again then you hit that high spot like that becomes an identity that becomes a habit that becomes a mindset like all of that becomes who you are does that make sense and so when you're moving to thrival mode okay it's clipping those strings of survival mode and positioning yourself to win so what you have to actually do obviously you make the decision this is what i'm doing but after that what you're doing is you are pre-planning 
And, ah, uh, you may hate this, but this is true. You got to get your shit together, man. Like, you got to get organized. Ugh, I know. It only seems like a deterrent because if, if this is a deterrent for you, because you're not organized right now, it's not part of your daily operations. Let me ask you something. Like, if you go to clean the house or clean the back seat of your car, I mean, what does it look like back there? Okay? Like, is there, like, food wrappers all over the place? You got freaking dirt everywhere and there's, like, you know, shit and something rotting underneath your car seat and, you know, what's back there? That's, that's a big, that's a big indicator of your life in general, most times, or in the trunk, if it's not in the back seat. Gotcha. Gotcha again. Okay. But what I'm saying is this, when you go to clean that spot or you go to clean your house, how many times do you say to yourself, oh my God, from now on, I'm going to just clean as I go or, you know, get, you know, put things away as I go because I can't like this took me all damn day to do, you know, and then like it just it becomes an issue where you don't discipline yourself to remain organized or you don't have the right system in place to actually make your life easier. Organization makes life easier if you have the right system in place. If, it, if that system isn't working for you, then you simply have to continue to massage it and figure out what works for you. In the beginning, it's a rough go because you have to plan and then you've got a pre-plan and then you're like, oh, but I don't have a place to put this and da da da. And you slip back into your old habits of just coming home, just throwing your shit on the counter, throwing, you know, stacking, you know, stuff up in the sink. And this is what we do. And then finally, when it gets to the point of critical mass and now there's literally no room in the sink or anything, or now you load up the dishwasher and you have to do two loads and you still have a full sink and there's stuff and they've got all this stuff in the refrigerator that's old and outdated and it's crusty and it's moldy and you see what I'm saying it becomes like this rolling snowball of junk and then it takes you that much longer to make it better again and the same can be applied to with how you answer um uh, your your mail if you're if you get mail like regular not email but bills but email too you know it comes down to how you're organized or not it's this is what I have found is that the more we actually go towards electronic stuff the less organized most people are becoming because you can't see the stuff you can just shut the device down and all of a sudden now it, it goes away until you go back in there and you're like oh my god this is terrible I can't find this thing where did I put that file like you don't have a system so what I would suggest for you to do rather than trying to just iron out all the creases from where you are is make the mindset shift of positioning yourself to win and then attacking any particular area maybe one at a time or doing a little bit at a time you know finding something that's going to work for you taking it piece by piece unless you are like me who's the rip the band-aid off type and I I tack the whole damn thing like this is what I'm doing I'm doing it right from the get-go because it's frustrating for me not to hit high-level goals so if you're high high achiever high-level achiever like you're like that there's there's something there's training in here for everybody 
it doesn't matter where you are. For me, nothing is more frustrating than doing something either half-assed or minutely. Like I can't, I can't, that's not part of my DNA. And there's other people who are just satisfied with doing just a little bit enough. But what I'm saying is as you're training yourself, you're training yourself on all fronts. You're training yourself to set higher level goals, higher expectations of yourself. I mean, this translates out into so many different places of your life. How you not just time manage, but how you allocate your time. Do you see the difference? Managing your time is, okay, this is what I'm given. How am I allocating my time? That's the difference between positioning yourself to win and waiting for time or things to come up and happen to you. Do you, do you see the difference there? Like one time you're on this chest spot and the other time you're over on this chest spot. And when you're coming up out of different stations in your life, like you're getting ready to leave the house for the first time, or you're moving from full-time motherhood and you're going into career front, or now you're a single mom, or now you're moving from sole proprietorship into business owner. Every single, every single move that you're doing, this is why they say every next level requires a different version of you. It requires that leader inside of you. Leaders have to be, have to, let me rephrase that. Leaders have to have been already in the spot where they're looking to take their troops or the people with whom, you know, they're assigned to in order to lead in any front. So you have got to have traveled that. Now, maybe you don't have to do the things anymore, but you have to have traveled through some front. You have already had to have been there. And by the time it comes time to execute out on the plan or, you know, go live, you know, however, you know, the vocabulary is for your industry or, you know, whatever your operations are here, you've already done that front work in positioning yourself to win. It's the same thing with public speaking. If you listen to that podcast, you'll remember one of the first times that I was speaking in more of a formal capacity is I didn't even know what, what I didn't know. And I went there to speak you know, in front of a group of, of firefighters and fire chiefs and never really thought about, you know, this whole, you know, microphone thing outside of what I saw people like Beyonce and Oprah wearing like a hands-free microphone, like this super light thing, like you kind of clip it to the back of your bra, like you're good to go. And that wasn't, <laughs> that wasn't there. It was an older version of this clunky thing that hangs on a fire, like a fire chief's thick leather belt that he wears on his trousers as part of his, <laughs> as part of his uniform. And I didn't show up with that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so sometimes you're going to get burned because you don't know what you don't know. Or your expectations are not there. But what, ha what happened was that taught me a lot more about what questions to ask before I do an event so that I can learn what to expect. Right? And then you make your adjustments and now you have a more solid plan in place and it becomes a system. So now when I public speak or I, I go and, you know, I'm, I'm speaking with groups of people or whatnot, 
I have like, there's like a checklist, like it's a mental checklist for me now because I do it all the time and it becomes so, it's just a part of who I am. Like, I want to know about AV, I want to know about, you know, room setup, I want to know about temperature in the room, who's got control of the room, who, the lights, like there's a whole entire thing based on what it is that I'm there to speak about. Do you know what I'm saying? And that becomes a system and if you do the system, same thing every time, all the time, and you don't even have to think about it anymore. So now I can work on content. I can work on audience engagement. I can work on hitting whatever the goals for the training session, you know, or whatever, whatever I'm there to do. I can work on that and not worry about these trivial details. Same thing with meal prep. You know, you make your meals ahead or bulk cook ahead of time so that you're not sitting there wasting freaking an hour every single day trying to pack stuff up. And now I don't have containers and ah shit, now I don't have lettuce and da 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 da. How much time do you spend? Like I do not like to have I don't I, I don't like to have bullshit in the morning. I like to have my two hours where I dedicate myself to positivity. That's what I do. Gratitude positivity, putting myself in the right mental place so I can go out and carpe my damn diem, right? And if that means creative writing, if I'm doing marketing, I told you this before, I don't respond to emails first thing in the morning because that does not position me to win. I'm advancing my position on that chessboard. I'm looking at my day. I'm looking at the week. I'm looking at where we are in the month, in the quarter, in the year. When's the next holiday coming up? You know, what what are people expecting in terms of, you know, sale packages? Like, there's a whole different dimension to this. Same thing if I was doing show prep, like how many weeks until the show? How many workouts until the show? Like, how am I going to get there? What gym is I, am I going to be using? What are the other activities of the day? Like, all of a sudden, this is why I highly recommend that you get a paper calendar so you can write everything down and get the landscape view. And that allows you to train your brain from immediacy which is where most people operate, especially today. Immediacy, immediate gratification, living moment to moment. And it it pulls you back to get landscape view because at the end of the day, what most people do is they overcommit their time or they underestimate like how much time something is actually going to take. And now they don't have factored in like, oh, well, gosh, yeah. I, I mean, I would like to have healthy meals, but I actually have to meal prep and I have to cook. And that means I actually have to go shopping. And do you see what I'm saying? Or if I'm going to be doing a meeting or I'm, I'm writing a paper or, you know, I'm doing team training or something like that. Like I've got to be allocating and, and taking command of this and allocating the time to, to plan for it to set the goals, to set the, you know, the objectives, to set the, the, the intention and the purpose of what's going on. Knowing my people, how best is this message going to be delivered, right? Like you're the one who's responsible for positioning yourself to win. Nobody is going to support your dream or your goal like you that gift, it was given to you. That dream, it was given to you. People may be able to applaud and they may have very, very, very good intention, but at the end of the day, you are 100% responsible for moving that ship in the forward direction. 
and you cannot afford the time or the energy of being disappointed when you're out there, you're rolling on your own. You know, I'm all about team building, 100%. Like, no man is an island for big projects. You obviously need more people. I mean, let's face it. More well-trained people working towards the same goal are going to yield higher results. Like, that's the obvious case. But at the end of the day, if you're in charge of it, you're in charge of the household, you're in charge of your enterprise, you're in charge of your own health and fitness. This is not a job's responsibility to get your ass up and move. That's bullshit. You know what I'm saying? It comes back to you. So when we coach you, we give you targets or you coach with me, I many times have to do a heavy amount of frontal work on changing your operating system. I don't change it. Working with you to change your operating system. You're the one that chooses to change it or not. And that can take any number of coaching sessions or weeks. It, it, it takes a while because what happens is that it sounds real good on a coaching call. It seems real good in seminar. And as soon as you go out in your life and you have an element of stress or you're trying to do things fast, this is simply what happens when you're under stress or pressure, you default back to your previous habits. You do not default to your highest level of training. That applies in the workout room. If you learn better form on how to squat, you're trying to overcome trap dominance, and you're learning how to pin your shoulders, you're learning how to draw your abdominals in when you're training abs. I mean, any single thing. We can show you, you do it, everything is fine, and all of a sudden, okay, now you're going to be doing more than just this very, very slow, you know, let's do more fluid repetition, or you're training on your own, or you leave and you come back the next time, and your form is shit, just like it was before. What the hell happened? That's what, it's, it's a concept called praxis in the, in the fitness world, you know, how fast do you actually adopt a new behavior, more or less, as part of your normal operate? Like, how, how quickly do you make it a habit? Some people, you know, have a very, very, you know, they're very adept. They're very fast at this, very agile. And then there's other people, every time you accelerate the pace, they just default back to their previous habit of clamshelling or heel striking or using their traps to dominate all the movements. It doesn't mean that you're bad. It means you haven't trained your brain in the right fashion. And oftentimes, when we tell you what not to do, like don't use your traps, well, how was that even telling you what to do? And (laughs) what made me think about this was the level of helicopter mom. Like, don't do that, 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 don't do that. So when I'm working with younger individuals, people who are in this quote-unquote millennial age, a lot of them are coming forth because they're like petrified to do anything because they've been told no their whole entire life. Don't do this, don't do that, don't do this, don't do that, don't, 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 don't. Well, what the F do you want me to do? Give me targets. Tell me what to do. Don't tell me not to think of a red fire truck. Tell me to think about a freaking shiny black Bugatti, okay? If that's what you want me to think about, give me something to focus on, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Like, 
Does that make sense? Do you see the distinction? Those are very simple, simple examples, but it, it applies exactly to what it is that you want. Okay, don't, don't think about donuts. Don't think about this. Don't think about that. No, here's my food. Oh my gosh, are you telling me? Like, I always say add before you subtract. When you're, when you're making healthy food, healthy choices, healthy transitions in, in, your, in what you're eating. Most people do not have enough nutrients in their diet. So before I ever have the discussion on what you should take out of your diet, my recommendation is usually start adding. Get some greens in there. Somehow. I mean, if you have to literally start with one flippin' broccoli floret a day because that's all that you can handle, then so be it. But what will happen when you start adding, you start working with your body, setting targets on what to do. I want you incorporating, drink one more glass of water a day. I'm giving you a target. Not stop drinking beer, stop drinking pop. I'm telling you what to do. What happens is that you start changing your habits. Now you're integrating drinking more water, getting vegetables and greens into your diet. So you're, you're nourishing yourself and you're filling yourself at the same time. You're changing also your physiology. You're not focusing on this anymore. Now it's not like, oh, I got to say the broccoli. Wow. You're not focusing on it. Now you have a goal. Okay. You're telling me just get one cup of green vegetables in there in a day, in my body in a day. I could totally do that. Like it seems so flipping ridiculous. When you look at it, you have 24 hours to get this done. You know, it's you versus the freaking spoon chief. You know, who's going to win? Do you like put a challenge down there for yourself. I can totally do this. One, okay, one stupid cup of broccoli. I don't give a shit. And my my dudes who are on this coaching call, sometimes you bring out that brawny side of me. I'm just going to throw down and tell you probably had shit in your mouth that was way nastier than a freaking cup of broccoli. Let's be honest. <laughs> gotcha again. I know. You know what they say. <laughs> you can take the girl out of Maywood. But you can't take the maid without the girl. She'll call it like she is. You know what? I coach a lot of strong-willed individuals. I'm telling you, every single day, I pray to God and I ask him what my assignment is. Every, 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 every single day. What's my assignment, God? Please tell me. And he'll always tell me. Like, he told me to make this podcast today. Position yourself to win. Okay, so I put that up on my Facebook. I put it up on my Instagram. That's what I'm doing. That's how he tells me to roll. Now I'm working on cleaning up my language too. Because I know that I'm not supposed to be doing that. I gotta admit, sometimes I just need a freaking outlet. Have you ever tried to be that the Proverbs 31 woman on a different accord? It's hard, man. <laughs> And I'm also on the way to the gym, not to make excuses, but I'm looking to move myself from that graceful, peaceful mode into the girl who's ready to freaking go in there and slay legs. Like this is, this is serious today. This is serious business. So I'm sorry. I know I'm working on it. I'll, I'll make it better as we, you know, I'm, I'm grooming myself, you know, just as much as anybody else. But the point of the matter is this. 
okay? I've got your back and I'm able to train you on any front. Like you bring me, <laughs> bring me your worst. I got stuff to throw down and get you accountable and get you in that ready state to conquer whatever it is that you're looking to conquer. I don't do addictions counseling though. Just be advised that this is not like rehab. This is not couch time. Like, you know, get yourself the help that you require. And then when you are ready and committed to move forward, then hit me up and that's when we start coaching. Okay, and we can make a, a you know a program for you. We do one-on-one coaching. Everything that I do is over the telephone. Like that allows me to hear you better. It trains you to be a better listener. Like it, you wouldn't believe how much transformation happens in a 60-minute freaking coaching call. It's awesome. I totally freaking love it. Okay? Why do I do that? Because I position myself to win and I'm positioning you to win. Oftentimes, if I'm sitting in front of you, that becomes a distraction, especially if you're a man. That's how it is. Why? Men are very visual creatures. So I've done in the past, and I'm working on my own, my own business operations here too, I've done consultations in person, but I'm even stepping away from that now. God put it on my heart. There's no need to do in-person consultation any longer. And so I don't. Just that that stopped within the past four weeks. For real. And this is how I'm operating. Right? Position yourself to win. Position the other person to win. But me, as the leader, me as the coach, I have to set that expectation up already. I have to have already traveled through that space in order for you to get the best benefit from our coaching experience. I know. It's even changing the format of how I'm operating on podcasts. In the beginning, I was talking to get myself comfortable, like what content do I want to put out there? I got to get comfortable, like how does technology actually work? Now that I'm getting a handle on it, and I say that, watch something happens today. <laughs> but now that I'm getting a handle on it, I know how things work. I know that I can't be doing podcast recording on my telephone because with an influx of telephone calls, it actually stops the recording, which, you know, completely pisses me off. And then I have to go back. It's a time waste. I have to go back and do it again. Right. And it, it just, it doesn't go with my flow. You change your operations. You see what I'm saying? And you already know this. This is not something that you haven't either already learned, already been taught, didn't already used to do. It's that sometimes you fall, you slip out of that high level practice because it requires energy and discipline and planning and organization, which may or may not be your strong point. I know it's not with a lot of my entrepreneurs and a lot of my athletes. I group them together because they're like like high performing individuals. And they're just out there, you know, attack, conquer, like chop down all the trees and the land and you know, take on this new piece of real estate or, you know, expand the business and then their weakness is the infrastructure. The this the stuff that that moves them from sole proprietorship into business ownership, which is things like policy and procedure, expectations, things like dress code, culture creation, 
the detailed work like like everything how do you set projections for yourself for your business for the quarter for the year how do you train a sales force because it can't be you. You cannot be the one who's closing your business all the time. You, you can't be in all places as you're continuing to grow. I'm, I'm like, holy shit. I'm, I'm like newbie and I'm like, oh my God, I need a freaking sales force. I need marketing people. I need people to help me record. I need video. Like, like I'm at that point, you know, as this, as this business owner, if you would. You know, it's good. You get to that point and you're growing and then you're producing and doing more stuff. Eventually, you're going to require some sort of a team to assist you. That's going to be positioning yourself to win. But if it's your enterprise, your family, your group, your organization, you're the one who's responsible for putting all the pieces together. Just like a coach is responsible for putting the players on the team Provided that there's tryouts, the one who's planning the practices, the one who's timing the practices with the games, the one who's introducing things like nutrition, how do we want these people to eat, the one who's laying down the law, we don't want you by your girlfriends or your, your wives if that, if that applies, you know, for 24 hours before the game, Right, like all of the things that go into that champion mindset, that's the same that's the same hat that you wear when you are planning on moving your station forward. Even if the goal that you're working on really doesn't involve other people. This is what you're doing to move yourself through school. And sometimes you don't have a team. I didn't. I had people who loved me and I had people who could support me with, you know, whatever limited, you know, time scarcity resources there were. But first of all, no one can keep up with me. I'm like a freaking high freaking level producer, like ridiculous. And the things that I was doing required great detail. So not only was it chopping, you know, and chomping off like huge pieces of a goal that I was moving towards. I mean, it was, I mean, think of it this way. Like I'm studying to be this flight nurse. I bring up these examples because I just want to give you some tangible something to, to help you understand. Like I'm talking about if you're doing drug calculations, Okay, my mind is in the math world right now, thinking about how do I do drug calculations for a baby that weighs four pounds? Okay, that's attention to detail. No one can help me with that. No one can help train my brain. That's, that's on me to study. But guess what over here? Now I also have to be, you know, somehow feeding myself. I got to, you know, I work and put money on the table to do this. How am I going to do that? Okay, well, I'll work as a waitress instead of a nursing assistant. Okay, but I don't have a car. So now what? Now I'm taking the, I'm walking to the L station. I'm taking the L and then I'm transferring onto a bus. I could take a taxi, which would, you know, completely shorten the time. But then 
that 10 bucks, you know, however, you know, much it cost at the time is 10 less dollars that a college student is using, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, to, to finance her way through, right? So you're, you're doing these mental gymnastics all the time, but you have to do that level of detailed planning. Same thing with contest prep is I tried to outsource my meal prep a couple of times, but I couldn't trust the people because when I'm being, you know, prescribed by my coach, like you're having four ounces of this. This isn't like when you go to the deli and they're like, oh, it's four and a quarter. Is that okay? No, it's actually not okay. Oh, it's a little bit under. Is that okay? No, it's not okay. We're, we're doing like ridiculous, we're doing pro level planning right here. Oh, I put some extra sauce on there. I thought you would like it. You know what? I'm not doing that sort of meal prep. You just fucking crushed me because now I've got freaking barbecue sauce all over my damn chicken. That fucking, I got sugars in there. Like I'm, I'm two weeks out from prep. Like this doesn't help me. Now what the fuck am I going to do? Now I have to go and I have to try to find a place to go get chicken because I was relying on you to help me out with this thing. I, these were the instructions. Yeah, but I know, but it doesn't taste. I don't care if you don't think it doesn't taste like this is my goal. This is the instructions that I gave you. And you went and you did your own thing. You did it out of your heart. You thought that I would like the flavor, but what you failed to remember and failed to hear, even though I told you over and over and over and over and over and over again, that this is not tasty eating. This is contest prep. And so then you realize like, no, you know what? This person has good intention. You know, they love me or they support me in their own way, but they're not able to be on my team because they refuse, refuse to take on the mission here. They're, they're dead. They're dead set on staying how they want to stay. That's also positioning yourself to win. So when you're triaging your team members, I mean, see what I'm saying? Like positioning yourself to win it, it applies to every area of your life. And so when you take that stance, you're moving the chess piece from here to there. That's a decision. And then it's up to you to implement the how-to. Right? All, all, all successful people have a very particular way about how they run themselves. How they, how they attack goals and how they achieve them. And that is, you've heard me say this before, they commit first and they create second. They don't put the how-to plan in place before they make the commitment. The commitment is there. I am positioning myself to win. The two strongest words in the English language are the words I am. Everything that you put after that creates your reality. I am a champion, I am a leader, I am organized, I am healthy. I am positioning myself to win. I am a winner. You start to embody that. And for a lot of you, that may be uncomfortable. Having that level of confidence and clarity around what it is that you're doing. This is how you start to change your mindset and your habit. I push on these pieces all the time, repetitively, over and over and over again, because there's going to be times you have to remind yourself who the F you are and why you're doing stuff, especially when you're working through the shit with the people. 
and you have people who are opposing you, they're resisting you, you're, you're getting criticism, you're getting kickback and negative feedback all the time, you're surrounded by this all the time, and all of a sudden you're like, wait, wait a second, is it me? Am I off on this? You know, what is this doing? You know, and what you're doing, like it contrasts you know, how you were brought up, and provided that what you're doing is rooted in good. I'm tired of saying that, but I feel like it's always important. <clears throat> like, this is how we've always done it. Okay, that may be how you've always done it, but this is why, if you've always done it this way, this is why everybody in the family has diabetes. This is why everybody in the family has high blood pressure, you know, has had open heart surgery, has died from heart disease by the time they were 50 years old. Like, if that's how you've always done it, why is nobody questioning this? That's how change, I mean, there's going to be things like you don't change. There's going to be things which are proven. They totally work, right? You don't need to waste any more time. You find something that works. It continues to add to your growth. I know that when I have my meals prepped, when I do bulk cooking, I take, you know, two hours from start to finish. And that includes cleanup. Like I've got a system. This is how I do it that fuels me for the day. <clears throat> Excuse me. I don't have those energy crashes. I'm a, I am able to move from creative thought into prospecting, into coaching, into workout, into course creation, into writing on my book, into writing programs for my coaching clients, into recipe creation, into spending time with my family, into spending time with God, into sleep, restful sleep. I'm not running around trying to figure out where am I going to get food from. I don't have to worry. Do I have enough energy? Do I have stuff that's nourishing me? Do I have to worry about burning myself out? Like everything is freaking handled already. It literally makes life kind of hands free. All I have to do is eat the food that I have with me. That's all. That's all I got to do. That's all you got to do. Simple. Position yourself to win. Okay? And this is going to require a different version of you to take a look at what are the things coming up. How are you going to have to discipline yourself? What are you going to have to do in order to be able to hit those targets and achieve that goal? That is the question, my dear Watson. <laughs> Position yourself to win. All right, so your, your, your challenge today, should you choose to accept it, pick something. Pick meal prep, if you would. Pick something in your life and choose. Choose to position yourself to win. Pick something that's going to make a big difference in your life. I don't care what it is. This is up to you. Okay? Pick something that's important to you. Get a system together. Freaking plan it. Plan it down. Plan it down. And the more you practice it, the faster you will get at it. So the first couple times through, it's going to be pretty rocky. Oh my God. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> crash and burn. Crash and burn. Crash and burn. Get back up. Go back again. Get back up. Go back again. Make it faster. Make it more streamlined. Make it simple. And bam. All of a sudden, it, it's like it's like when you're first putting the system up, it's almost like running 
with cement shoes on. She's like, oh my God, this is hard. Just like, this is hard. This is hard. That's your mind. This is hard. This is hard. It's not hard. It's very simple. Take the cement shoes off and all of a sudden you're like sprinting. Boom! Oh my God, I can't believe that it's this simple. Yes, it's that simple. But it starts with a decision on positioning yourself to win. Make it a great day. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for joining.